Welcome to the Hidden Wise 30-minute power segment. I am passionate about creating a lifestyle that minimizes suffering and regret. The purpose of life is not simply to survive, but to thrive, and I believe we do that by creating a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Each week, I'll be delivering a 30-minute conversation with a guest expert on a topic that they are knowledgeable and passionate about, with the purpose to inspire and educate us all. I don't have all the answers. I'm simply trying to figure life out. And through greater awareness and understanding, I can put into practice what I learn to further my life's progression. I can't give you your life's map. I can't show you the way, but I can assist you in discovering your why. I can help you define your life's compass to guide you purposefully to act on and pursue your life's desires. And from there, watch happiness ensue. My guests are the experts. They are the people I learn from. They provide the inspiration, education, and methodology that we can all benefit from in better navigating the ultimate life. Without further ado, let the show begin. Hello everyone, Lee Muttlesey here with you today. This is episode 914, my interview with Rebecca Bastian. And today we discuss mentorship. So Rebecca is the author of a book called Blaze Your Own Trail. And it's really about helping people navigate their life with more confidence, solidarity, and compassion. She's recently founded a company, she's the CEO of the company called Own Trail. And it's a community-based mentorship platform to help women navigate a path in life that's more beautifully their own. Guys, I hope you enjoy and get some value from my interview with Rebecca Bastian, episode 914, thehiddenwhy.com. Cheers. Rebecca, welcome to The Hidden Why Podcast. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Great to have you here. Whereabouts are you in the world? I'm in Seattle, Washington. Okay. How's it all going over there? We're doing okay. It's a beautiful yeah. sunny day and we, we seem to be flattening the curve, so that's good. That is good, yeah. Yep. Okay, well, you've got some exciting things going on in your life at the moment. You've just released a book, Blaze Your Own Trail. I think it's just been released, hasn't it? Yes, in February. Yeah, cool. So Blaze Your Own Trail, an interactive guide to navigating life with confidence, solidarity, and compassion, which is interesting because I'm writing a book too that might be along the same lines. Now, I haven't read your book, so can't really uh, explain that, but hopefully we can discuss that book today. And your topic today is mentorship. Is that along the lines with the theme of the book? Yeah, I mean, the book is really exploring the idea that there is no one right path. Yeah. And the ideas behind the book led me to start this company that I just started as well, Own Trail, which is really mm. based on redefining what mentorship can be and how it can impact people. Okay. So your book is about define well, sort of highlighting why there is not just one path in life and then giving people courage to find their, their path. Is that sort of right? It's actually, it's, um, it's kind of an interesting format. It's a choose your own journey format. And so it's actually, a, it has a fictional plot line and you, the reader, are the one who is going through the, the story yourself. And at the end of each chapter, you make a decision. And that decision tells you what chapter to go to next. And so it's really exploring the different decisions and pathways that women take through their personal and professional lives in a really kind of interactive experiential format. Okay, and I know your company is about mentorship on a different approach to to women. Is the book applicable to men and women or just women only? The main character in the book, which the reader kind of walks in their shoes, yeah. is a, is a woman, starts out being a young woman just graduating from college, and it kind of covers a lot of different experiences over the next 20 or so years of her life. Um, 
But I will say that a lot of men have been reading it and really finding value in it, both because a lot of the experiences are shared across Hmm. genders and because, you know, this is the compassion piece, but really understanding what other people are going through. And in this case, a lot of the experiences that women might go through in their lives, being able to understand that better is really helpful to anybody. Yeah. Okay. And is this sort of written off the back of your own personal journey? Some of it. I mean, I definitely haven't lived all the experiences in the book. Um, many of them are mutually exclusive, but some of some of the stories are from myself. Some are from close friends that I've, you know, kind of lived their journeys with them. But a lot of it also has come from, you know, I've spent years in different leadership and mentorship roles talking to a huge variety of women and a lot of the, both the stories come from them and the idea that, you know, the, that really drove me to write the book, which is helping women embrace the idea that there is no one right path and that we can be okay regardless of, of what twists and turns our lives might take is something that I really have observed the urgency in, in discussing from all of those conversations. Okay. So what, what is your background? Well, I come from the kind of tech software space. I've been at a company called Zillow for the past 15 years. And I actually just left last week Hmm. (laughs) in order to um, co-found and run this new company, Own Trail, that I started. Um, I was at Microsoft before Zillow, but I've been in, in product development leadership for most of that time. And then the past few years have been um, leading a function called community and culture that's really focused on equity and belonging and culture in the workplace and and in our communities. So that's my professional background. And then personally, I um, have two little boys and a husband and a dog and a cat in Seattle, Washington. (laughs) And Mm. um, white picket fence, eh? uh, Nope, no white picket (laughs) fence. But you know, we definitely have the full house here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, nice one. And and so your ment- your your role as a mentor, I suppose, to people that you were leading, um, obviously plays a part in in your your work currently as well. Then, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I've really gotten a lot of firsthand experience into mm. what what can be powerful about mentorship, but also a lot of the limitations. Which really is that you know we, we can't get everything we need from one person, even when mentorship does really work. But yeah. also that. Um, Mentorship, as we traditionally know it, is only reaching about 25% of the people that want to be giving it or getting it. And that's because it is so time consuming and it really doesn't scale. You know, we we end up as mentors kind of sharing the same stories and similar advice over and over again. And we never have time to be able to really give back to those coming up behind us in the way that we would like to. Hmm. But also, you know, for people that are seeking mentorship, we... Um, don't always have access to the people who necessarily, you know, look like us in the places that we aspire to, who share our same identities or experiences. Yeah. And, um, and you know, we we don't necessarily um, feel comfortable asking for that mentorship. And it's really hard to get everything we need, even in an ideal situation, from that one person. And so, those problems are are what really led me to think about how I'm how we might redefine and change the paradigm of what mentorship means in order to reach more people. Yeah. Okay. So, what? How do you define mentorship? 
Um, well, you know, I think that really going down to the roots of, of really the guidance and the inspiration that can come from mentorship. And then, you know, with own trail, thinking through what are some new ways that we might access that same kind of guidance and inspiration and really create a bridge from the inspiration to action so that people can really pursue what they're, what they're looking to in their lives recognizing that there's no one right way to do it. And it's really about kind of a culmination of experiences. So are there like key characteristics of, of good mentorship or anything like that you've come up with? Well, you know, um, I think both the solidarity, so feeling like someone has been there or can relate to your experience and can, and can really, um, you know, give, give you the strength of knowing you're not alone in this. Hmm. And, um, and then also the, the inspiration of, of being able to envision yourself in a place that you haven't made it to yet because, because they have and being able to give you, you know, actionable guidance about how you might get there. Yeah. I mean, you said before, like, you know, not everyone is going to gel with the same mentor and perhaps we all need different mentors for, for different, you know, paths, et cetera, in our lives. How do you, how do you work with that? Because I reckon there must be some mentors out there that are great at, uh, you know, the inspiration part. There's probably mentors that are great at, at that solidarity piece that share very, um, common paths. Um, but then combining that all together and then having a mentor that can really push you into action too, is, is got to be quite a difficult task. Yeah. And I mean, that's one of the reasons that we can't get everything from one person, but also there's just, you know, we are very multifaceted people and our personal and professional lives are so inherently intertwined. And so it's not like there's one person who necessarily holds the experience or the guidance and everything that, that we are, or that we aspire to in one place. Right. So I might have specific career aspirations. I might have aspirations around, you know, my, my, different passions or hobbies. I might even have aspirations to move from the career I'm in now to a different one. Or, you know, I might need help and guidance around things I'm experiencing in my personal life, like relationship issues or parenting or, um, you know, finding fulfillment outside of work. And there's, there's, you know, personally for me, I found so much of that guidance and inspiration from so many different people in my life. And I'm really a believer in that. And so I think that's part of the idea that there's, there's no one right path and there's no one single mentor. And so how can we really open ourselves up to be inspired by, by all the different people that surround us or that we can connect with, you know, given the right um, tools and optionality. So how do you plan to, to focus this in, in the new company owned trail to help the individuals? Yeah. So with Own Trail, and it is um, Own Trail is is currently focused on um, just people who identify as women. And what we're doing is we're having women share their life paths as a series of interconnected milestones. And we refer to this as a microactive mentorship because it's something that you can do once and put it out there and it can reach so many different women. And what we're doing is we're going to be aggregating all of those life paths into almost kind of a neural network of life paths in a way that I could look at a place that I aspire to in my life and see all of the different trails that have led to that point and maybe filter that down to just ones that of people that hold my same identities or the same experiences that I've had and be able to really experientially see all the different ways to get there and find my own path there. Okay. Or I could, I could, that sounds you know, very technical. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's, it's both, you know, there's a lot of heart and a lot of <laughs> technicality to it. Right. Well, I suppose how, how you put it together basically, cause I can just sort of see very much tech related 
sort of yeah. software involved here. Is that right? It is. Yes, it's really driven by data and by technology, but it's it's really powered by that that kind of community of women coming together to support each other. And then it's self-guided. So you don't rely on one person meeting with you periodically to give you the advice you need or that you hope you can get from them. But, you know, users can really um, guide their own way through this data set and through these stories and interact with each other and ask and answer questions to really get to the root of what they're trying to understand and overcome and aspire to in their lives. Yeah. What what are the um, challenges, I guess, with getting started here as an individual looking in? Um, the one that comes to mind is is firstly knowing, well, what, what is the path that I'm looking to travel down? Because if you have a clear idea of where you want to go, then obviously you can tap into something like you're created here and, and you know, look at these different paths and ways to get there. But the challenge would be to figure out what that is first, wouldn't it? Absolutely, yes. And that's another thing. I mean, I think, you know, one of the limitations that, that we have as, in our lives as women and especially women who hold multiple underrepresented identities is being able to see people that look like us in the places that we might aspire to. And when we don't have that, we can, you know, lack the confidence to go after certain things. But, you know, like you're alluding to, we can lack the imagination of what we might be wanting to go after in the first place. Hmm. And so being able to really explore the paths of others and, you know, say, you know, someone who's experienced similar things as me up to this point, or that shares these same identities or shares these same concerns or passions as me, and where have they gone with that? And kind of use that as almost an exploratory way of realizing the possibilities. Yeah. How do you help people sort of connect with that as a mentor, the sort of paths? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I really like to encourage people to um, not necessarily be laser focused on an end result, because Uh a lot of times the, you know, the coolest opportunities or the best things that can happen in our lives are not something that we necessarily planned or were not part of our, our kind of the path that we envisioned for ourselves, but rather to really focus on what what we find that we're passionate about. So what's really fueling our energy and and giving us passion mm. and then combi- combining that with what we're good at. So really looking at our skills and it's not necessarily, you know, what degree you have or what job experience you have, but really like what are the inherent types of skills that that you feel like you really hold and then combining that with where you're needed and really looking at what those opportunities are for you to fill. And I think when you kind of triangulate those three things, it can open up some really fascinating places that you might not have predicted in your life. What are the challenges you find that people face when, when doing that sort of activity? Um, you know, I think that those are all things that, that if you're not paying attention closely to them, you don't necessarily know the answers right off the mm. bat, right? Mm. Um, so uh, oftentimes we're so programmed to be doing what we think we're supposed to be doing that we're not spending that much time paying attention to what makes us happy or what, what makes us feel fulfilled or energized. And so yeah. that takes some time just to tune into it. And likewise with our skills, you know, if you ask someone what their skills are, they might rattle off things like their, their education or their experience or, you know, their job titles. And, um, you know, I think it takes some introspection as well to say, you know, my skills are, you know, bringing people together or my skills are communicating complex ideas in really creative ways, or my skills are, um, you know, creativity or problem solving or, um, you know, all these things that are kind of more transferable skills and that are inherently what we're good at. And I think that people don't spend as much time paying attention to that either. And yeah, then, this, this level of introspection there, um, I mean, yeah, encouraging yeah. that, because I think there's a, there's, a, there's a big gap here and it's, it's relevant whether you're male or female. 
we don't look inwardly enough and we are so focused on everything else around there and i'm pretty sure this must be paramount in the women's world too is that you're looking at everyone else and and defining yourself based on that and and then trying to you know create your path based on all that rather than looking within how do you get people to really like are there practices or something that you help people sort of tune into their their internal guidance I mean, I think that during a conversation, sometimes just asking asking the right questions can help yeah. us kind of think about things differently. But, you know, I think certainly in terms of the, the passion piece, it's just kind of like, you know, paying attention to what you're feeling inside during the day. And when you're feeling, you know, like the, the minutes are ticking by or you're restless or bored or unhappy, you know, what are those activities versus when you're feeling like you have energy and you're excited or you're happy or, you know, what's happening at those moments and then starting to, you know, recognize patterns in that. But the, just that whole process of, of I suppose, pausing and, and recognizing those moments where you're feeling, you know, a certain way. I like the idea, but I feel that we're all so busy and rushed. We just never give it time. I mean, is there something that you've done in your life that has allowed you to sort of raise your consciousness so you can be more mindful throughout the day and 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 being tuned into those feelings and etc. Um, I I guess I wouldn't say that I've had like a mechanistic approach to it, but just yeah. you know, I like the feeling of being energized and happy more than <laughs> being drained and unhappy. And so I I think that that's just something that I've I've spent time being cognizant of. And yeah, and I think and most people would like I, I certainly yeah. do. I know when I feel good and when I don't feel so good, but I perhaps don't give it the time of the day to think about how I'm feeling at that time. And yeah, why. definitely. And it, you know, and it, it, none of these changes happen overnight either. You can't mm. say, Oh, I'm tomorrow. I'm only going to fill my day with things that energize me. Right. Yeah. But it's, it's a thing that happens. It's a process that happens over time where you can start kind of raising your hand or saying yes to more of the things that do give you that energy. Once you start to recognize what they are and you can start practicing saying no to the things that don't to the extent that you're able to, I mean, you know, there's, there's certainly situational parameters there as well, but I think that, you know, at least acting with intention around, you know, what you're bringing into your life and what you're, you're trying to move out of your life can over time really shift how, you know, what your days are filled with. Yeah. Do you get people to sit sort of and and think about what their goals are and that sort of thing as well? Do you help them with goal alignment? I mean, you know, I, I oftentimes will ask people what what their goals are, but when if someone's not sure of that, you know, I don't try to force that. I don't think that necessarily being goal driven is is necessarily the way. And I think focusing more on, um, you know, because I think what happens when when we're too focused on on goals or end results, then we're not really enjoying the journey as much. And I think at the end of the day, it's more about the journey than the milestones that you reach. And so I would probably encourage people more to to find ways of of filling their time in a way that that is going to make the journey worthwhile. But if it feels good, I I like that, and I think that's important to to really connect with how you're feeling and, and base your your guidance of your life on that. But there still needs to be to have that process in place or to have that action and that activity. There needs to be some sort of end goal, dream or, you know, vision, I suppose, that you're aiming towards. Otherwise, you're not going to have that journey in the first place. Yeah, that's right. You need to know which direction you're headed in at any moment. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's true. But not, not yeah. I guess, not specific results or being focused on the end goal, but knowing, you know, well, this is sort of the path that I would like to take and this is where I'd like to see myself 
um, but then enjoying that process along the way is, is probably more important than the the end result. Yeah, and just staying open to the end result changing. But you're right. And I guess along those lines, um, you know, I, I'm definitely a really big fan of stating intentions and and really visualizing what you're trying to, to have happen. And um, sometimes just the simple act of saying something out loud, like, you know, like me not that long ago saying, I am going to start a company once I decided that's what I was going to do, you know, and you say it and both you're holding yourself accountable because you've, you've put it out there and you're visualizing the positive outcome that you're hoping for. And I think that that is something that can go a long way as well. Yeah. So, and you're not too worried, I guess, about the company and or starting it or whatever it might be, but I guess the journey there, but you still have that, that, that vision, that goal of where you want to go. When and that's what people are, you know, coming into your your company um, own trail. I guess they have a vision of where they want to go, and that's what they're then tuning into is women that have been on similar paths um, that have, you know, that can share experiences about how to best travel that journey then towards that end goal or vision. Yes, or you know, or coming on to you know figure out to get inspiration of where you might want to be going. Right, okay. I don't think you have to come on knowing already. Um, you know, certainly right now we just launched a couple months ago. So we're, we're still in what we call beta phase where it's very early. And so right now the functionality is just the ability for women to share their trails through life as a series of interconnected milestones and browse the trails of other women one by one. So it's, it's, um, very early days. I would definitely encourage any of your listeners who identify as women to come share their trails and see what's on there. And we're building out a lot more functionality mm. um, that will be coming out soon. Yeah, for sure. Uh, sounds great. And um, so women can, where can they check this out? What's the website? Own, it's ontrail.com. So O-W-N-T-R-A-I-L.com. Mm, yeah. And uh, get on there. So the, the ultimate goal for, well, what, what are you trying to, what's the impact here of, of Ontrail? Well, we'd really love to, you know, open up the possibilities of what women are able to to achieve in their lives and how they get there and the way that they're lifting each other up and the way that they're feeling confidence to go after what they want to in life and um, and really redefining mentorship in order to reach everybody that wants it and everybody that wants to be giving it in a way that's that's truly scalable and ultimately yeah. to, you know, essentially raise raise the ceiling on on where women are able to go in their lives. So it's ultimate group mentorship, isn't it, really? Yes, exactly. Untapped resource. And it's probably more paramount nowadays than ever before with the way things are and the way things might be going. Um, yeah. As far as, you know, defining a path rather than, you know, perhaps previously being able to, to get a career and work a job and, and sort of just have that given path. Nowadays, I think it's more important to be able to create your own path because that's what you're going to have to do. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think that there's, there's so many possibilities, but there's still so many systems that, that can hold us back or make those possibilities really difficult. And I think that, um, you know, leveraging the power of women's collective experiences to lift each other up is, is really going to, has the potential to really blow that open in some really positive ways. And so I think the time in, in history that we're in overall right now is really ripe for this. And, um, and then the, the kind of micro time that we're in right now with the pandemic that we're living through is, you know, a, a, 
pretty opportune time as well for us to, you know, we're really passionate about helping women make it through hard things. And I think we're all going through our own version of a really hard thing right now. And so being able to, you know, share our collective experiences and our, our collective stories in order to make it through that, I think is, is something that we feel more passionate about than ever right now. Yeah, nice. So new book, Blaze Your Own Trail, link will be in the show notes, guys. We've got two websites, owntrail.com and rebeccabastion.com. Now, you do have another book, I think, coming out after graduation, should you work or wander. Oh, um, no, that's actually, that was just an article I wrote about this book. So this is my article, only book right now. Okay, yeah. okay <laughs> yeah. well, my question about that then is, should you work after uh, graduation or should you wander? There is no one right path. You know, I, mm-hmm. I did a lot of floundering myself, but I, I certainly, that's kind of the the point of that article. And that's actually how the book starts out as well as a young woman graduating from school and deciding if she should go straight to work or, or do some world travel first. And it's the first of many decisions. You know, the book has many different paths and 19 different endings and um, tens of different decisions. And that's, that's the first one. But the punchline really is that there is no one right path. There is no one right answer. And regardless of what she or you, the reader, chooses, you're going to be okay. Um, and maybe a lot of the outcomes are not expected. And a lot of the um, experiences are really difficult to get through. But you're still strong enough to make it through this. Yeah, I like it. Cool, man. Well, check it out, guys, thehiddenwire.com. This is episode 912, I think. Uh, But anyway, it'll be in the show notes. So um, just type in Rebecca Bastion and you'll find it there and all the links to Rebecca. Rebecca, uh, any final words? I have loved talking with you. Thank you so much. And I'm excited to see the trails of many of your readers or listeners. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. And guys, until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thank you for tuning in and listening to today's conversation. I really hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've been able to take something away, something to help you create a more meaningful life, a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Guys, if you love the content that I produce here at The Hidden Why, there are a few ways you can support me. Firstly, connect with me. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can connect with me online at thehiddenwhy.com or via social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to connect with you. If you've got any thoughts, comments, feedback, suggestions, or anything at all that you'd like to ask me, you can reach me at thehiddenwhyguy at gmail.com. While you're there, guys, make sure you subscribe to thehiddenwhy.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can be kept up to date with all the new episodes and happenings here at The Hidden Why. If you love what you heard in this episode, guys, or any of the others, please share the love. Share it with your family, friends, and anyone you think that might get some value. If you haven't already done so, you can also leave me a review on iTunes. Simply head over to iTunes, type in the hidden why, click the ratings and reviews button, and leave me a short message plus a one to five star rating. It helps me reach more people. Once again, guys, I appreciate the time you've taken out of your day to support my show. Until next time, you know what to do. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose, and in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. This is the Hidden White Podcast. My name is Liam Mundelty. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.